0: Welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, episode 46. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon, founder of DigitalScrapbookingHQ.com, and today I'm here with my friend, Cara Vincent from HootingPirate.com. Today I'm joined by my friend, Cara Vinsons, from HootingPirate.com. and we're going to talk about something very near and dear to our hearts, planners. Hi, Cara. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Well, as I mentioned in the intro, we're going to be talking about planners today. And I know that there's been a big resurgence in using paper planners um, in the last kind of couple of years. And I just wanted to get you on because you're a bit of a planner expert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I have tried every planner, paper planner, every paper planner out there.
0: Mm. And you're, you've been making your own kind of um, planners lately, haven't you? Or- I have.
1: I've always, um, I've used to make them just to, for the kids when we go away or some sort of event so they could capture all the little bits and pieces but i've turned them into planners when there's an event or um holiday or trip too so mm. They're candy.
0: so why don't we do a little reminiscing about our planner history <laughs> so okay. when did you get your first planner
1: uh, i think it must i was trying to think of when exactly i think it must have been junior high mm-hmm. i remember planning things before that but an actual planner i think it was um I had a Mead five star binder, and I used it for years because it was perfect. Um, I think that I got rid of the original planner and made my own, and I had you know the color coded schedule and everything inside and all my notes and everything. So,
0: yeah, I was. Um, I remember when I was around eight, finding like a a previous year diary. Um, right. That was. I think it was three days to a page. It was a little book. And it opened up vertically and you would have three days. And I can remember, you know, it was the previous year, so I was crossing out the (laughs) days of the week or the number, I can't remember, (laughs) and trying to use it. And then another time I think I would have been older than that, say 12-ish. I inherited uh, someone else's... um, it was kind of a filofax style thing um the australian kind of version and um one of the guys had the um had the little binder and again you know had last year's pages in and i searched <laughs> everywhere to try and find pages that would fit and of course i couldn't find them and i was trying to like punch the holes to fit <laughs> i think planner twins yeah i same thing. uh it's um it's funny but over the years I've used so many I I actually have a really old YouTube video which I don't know if I'm brave enough to share on the blog post but I <laughs> um I really loved getting into digital planners and did that kind of oh when would that have been? Early two thousands. I had a, a portable um a personal Digital assistant, a PDA, we called it back in those days. Right. Um, and I kind of jumped on board with that, and then, but then in about 2009, I think it was, when Emily came along, I kind of realised that. Well, for one thing, my PDA was getting old and dodgy, and then <laughs> somehow having a paper, a paper planner was just quicker and easier to write on when you had little ones around. Yep, <laughs> exactly. So how how did you evolve? Did you ever dabble in the electronic planner thing, or have you always been a, a pen and paper girl?
1: I did back when uh, smartphones were in their baby stage. It wasn't it wasn't a PDA. It was actually on the computer. I tried. I think I signed up to Cozy and maybe I don't know Google Calendar or it's. Pr- whatever came before that but I mean it worked for me for about five minutes I think I was late for an appointment and just I need for me I need paper I need paper and a pen I just I don't know why it just doesn't work for me yeah yeah
0: and I think um there's something about it I've you know I've looked at research and stuff and some actually the act of writing things down kind of stamped things in your memory
1: (laughs) I think yeah I think so yeah Mm.
0: So you said you've tried just about every planner under the sun. Do you do you want to name drop a few that you've tried and what you liked about them or what didn't work? Yeah, um,
1: in I think I think I started in high school. Um, well, I looked actually I googled it before we started. It was a Mead planner, mm-hmm. and I found it, and it said vintage 1996. So I, apparently now 1996 is vintage, but anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was, it was Nike, and it was sort of, you know, the philofax type. Um, and I used the original papers that came in it, and then I kept refilling them. And then when I moved to Europe, they didn't have the same brand refill. So I ended up finding those ones, and I can't remember what that brand was. Something like a Day Runner.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I
1: used that when my kids were small. I tried Fly Lady. I had all kinds of... Um, like my routines all in little clear pockets where I would dry erase, scratch them up with a dry erase marker. Um, I used just, you know, the the free planner my husband used to get from a customer at work at the end of the year. And mm-hmm. that had, it had, I think, a whole week. You'd open the book, book. It was like A4 size, and you'd open the whole book, um, and it would be the whole week, and you'd have every half hour mm-hmm. scheduled out. And I would have, you know, like, when the ba- I'd have nap time scheduled in and i know what I would want to do during nap time or um, I was also teaching English as a second language at that time, so I would schedule in my appointments and I had everything down to the, the you know, the half hour scheduled in.
0: Mm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I I did a couple of things. I, I think when I got back into using paper planners, it was, like I said, about 2009 and I um, – I really got into more on the scrapbooking side and um one I used was uh, Log Your Memory and that right. was a, um, it was, it kind of aimed at scrapbookers and so you just had your normal week to a page kind of um Oh, they may have even had full i think it might have been page a day the original one I got, and then they had scrapbooking challenges each week and um, places to write journal uh, journaling and ideas for stories and that and that was fun. I really liked that, and I actually used that a lot. Um, I used that for a couple of years, and i the main thing I love about that. Um, was being out of, I wrote things like baby's words and when they said there were first words oh, and well, that, that kind of thing in there. Really? So then when I went back and did baby books and stuff, that's what I used. But then I'll tell uh-huh. you a funny thing. Well, when I was expecting Edward, he, I went to the shops and I had my planner with me and it, it was big, so I didn't often use, used to take it with me and then for whatever reason I needed to I think it because I had my gestational diabetes documents and stuff anyway I put it back into a plastic shopping bag because it didn't fit in my handbag and I had Emily as a toddler yeah I thought I put it in a bag it must have slipped down on the floor of this pharmacy at a big shopping (laughs) centre walked all around the shops got home couldn't find my planner and I was distraught because I had written so much in it right. and then I'm like oh what am I going to do when I'm freaking out and so Phil my husband was bathing Emily and said oh Emily did you see mummy drop her planner oh you know what happened to it kind of thing and she dropped right. it oh where did she drop it in the first shop we went to Oh. So I <gasps> rang up the pharmacy because I knew that was the first shop we went to. Sure enough, they'd found it. Oh, smart girl. And, and I went back and got it that night. I was so <laughs> like anxious to get it because they were right. a pharmacy. They were open late, so that was good. But I couldn't believe Emily had seen that and just, you know, because she was only like two-ish Right. She could talk fairly well, but obviously didn't have the the the, the presence of mind to say, "Mummy, you've dropped this huge, enormous book that you always carry around everywhere."
1: Well, she must she must have noticed you use it a lot if she knew. what, you know, her dad was, was.
0: Yeah, I was amazed. And Phil had said to me, "Oh, did you tell Emily you'd lost it? Because I only realised several hours later that I'd lost it." Right. Had you talked to Emily about it? Because he thought um he might have just been she might have just been repeating what she'd heard rather right. than remembering. I was like, no, I haven't spoken to her about it. You know, I was too busy pulling a house apart. <laughs> like, <laughs> probably sat her in front of play school and was like going through the car. and. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I, I kind of now I keep a paper and I do keep a digital calendar as well for that reason because they can't be trusted. <laughs> Yeah,
1: seriously. Yeah. Your computer can crash, but you can lose your planner. It's, you know, there's no – I don't think there's one that's safer than the other.
0: Mm, that's for sure. Yeah. So, usually, I think the life cycle of a planner goes something like this. You buy you, – you, you spend – October, November, December researching planners. You finally yep. buy a planner that you like, think you like. It looks really pretty. You uh, you get you get it in like the last week of December and you're super excited. You open it up and it smells beautiful. Then you start using it for yep. a couple of weeks. Yep. And then things start to fall apart. So why don't you talk a little bit about that?
1: <laughs> uh well, I think you, you, I've, you use your best handwriting, you start off really great, you're writing in every little appointment and thing you can think of no matter how small it is, and then all of a sudden it stops working. And I think we think that it's something wrong with us, that we aren't, in, aren't using it properly. Um, we think that, okay, we've got too much to write, instead of it's the box itself that's too small. So I think it's the planner, not us. That's the problem. It may be pretty. It may have, you know, beautiful, white, pristine pages. But if it doesn't work the way we need a planner to work for us, the way we think, the way we use a planner, then it's just going to go downhill come mid-January usually. And I find we start to feel guilty or lazy that we're not using the systems. Mm. But it's just that the systems aren't working for us.
0: And so, what what do you typically do if you find that yourself in that situation?
1: <laughs> oh, well, what happened for when I was talking before about having all the routines um, under plastic, and I would scratch them off, and then I stopped stopped doing that because I had at that time I think I had two or three toddlers, and um, I just didn't have the time. But I also had the routines memorized, so I didn't need to scratch them off every day. Mm. Um, so I first I thought started feeling guilty oh I'm not scratching it up and then I realized wait a minute I don't need to anymore because I know what I'm doing my my you know my morning routine is going smoothly now um so it's really hard for us to see what is working it's harder for us to see where the problems are so I think if we look a little deeper and see oh wait now like I'm doing this right I don't need to use this part of this planner anymore maybe I'll just Adapt it, or maybe rip up these pages that are making me feel guilty and throw them away, mm-hmm. and concentrate on the pages that are working. I from.
0: know something that hopefully our listeners will be super excited about, and that is that you've got a really cool class coming up that will help people rescue their planning and their planners from the doldrums and actually yeah. get something working <laughs> for them. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your class that's coming pretty soon? Yeah, Um,
1: so basically it's a six-week class, and it's that long because I want um, people to have enough time to sort of watch how they're using a planner to track what's working, what's not working, and um, so for the first three weeks, there's questionnaires Mm -hmm. with different things each week getting a little deeper to try to understand um, your different methods, how you work, what you need in a planner, and stuff like that. And then part two is more reviewing, analyzing, and brainstorming. And there's three weeks there as well where we will actually compile a list of all the things that work, that don't work, and decide what we need in a planner. And then week five is customizing a planner, whether it's making one from scratch Mm -hmm. or taking one that you've bought and like I said ripping out pages or taking the binding apart putting it back together or maybe you have a list of things that you know that you need in a binder and a planner sorry and you go to the store and you find one that's as close to being perfect for you as possible.
0: Mm. Yeah, so I I think for a lot of us this is this is right. We we spend the time researching a planner and we've made that investment and it's kind of like we we want to get the most out of that but sometimes you know it just doesn't work the way that our head works so yep. we've got to change it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So do you want to call us uh, tell us what your class is called because it's a very cool name I love it. It's <laughs>
1: called so the Practically Perfect Planners. Customize a planner that's uniquely yours. Mm-hmm.
0: So in the show notes, I'm going to have a link over to Cara's class, which I'm super excited about. And for those of us who are on the edge of our seat and can't wait, why don't you share with us a little tip that we can take away today at the very start of the year when we're kind of still in love with our planners (laughs) to help them work better for us?
1: Sure. Um, I think that we all feel that we can get a lot more in our day than we actually can. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know I've sat, you know, New Year's Eve, filling out to the minute every little thing that I'm going to do the next day. And then the next day comes, like, oh, but it's New Year's Day. I'm just going to sit and read a book instead of, you know, all these things I've had scheduled out. Um, So my big tip is to schedule in some breathing room. Mm. If you think it's going to take 15 minutes, put down 30 minutes just so you know you're not rushing or and you've got the extra time to sort of well breathe and do things besides rush around all the time
0: Mm,
1: just realize that you know it takes longer most most days it takes longer to do what you think longer than what you think you can do
0: yeah on that note i'm going to link everyone up to this podcast I listen to which is called the Get It Done Guy and he has some really good um, points about that He said that yes. we often overestimate what we can get done in a short amount of time and underestimate what we can get done in say a year or a month yes. or something a yes. longer period of time and and that's got some really good ideas just on that note but I you know what I do i've I've declared in my in my planner Wednesday is fun day instead of it being kind of hump day where you're kind of just pushing through I've actually scheduled my week so that in my (laughs) planner from 2 until 3pm each day it says fun oh (laughs) good I have to choose to do something fun (laughs) That's awesome! I love it. Yeah, so so it's great, and then the hardest bit is kind of actually actually taking that time and not going, "Oh, I could squeeze something else in here." <laughs> but, yes, exactly. But yeah, so I think the first step is you know giving yourself that breathing room in your planner or in your calendar or however you plan your your time. Yeah, so that you so that you do you can relax a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm really excited for your class and I can't wait to, um, to see it, uh, when it's live and, and all that kind of stuff. So thank you so much for joining me today, Cara. It's been fun to chat with you again. That's yeah, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast today. If you'd like to learn more, head to scrapbookingpodcast.com where you can find the show notes for this episode the links to everything we've talked about.